Hello, my faithful and fellow listeners. Welcome to another episode of of podcast about nothing today. Man, I I think I I want to have this conversation. It's not even it's not really a conversation because conversations are are, are two way. This is more so just. Sit down, little man, let me talk to you. That's really what this is. Today, while I was out, I saw kids outside. And when I say kids, I'm not talking 11 or 12, but like, you know, 19 or 20. To me, at my age, you're getting ready to be 28. You're about 19, 20, 18. You're you're a child to me. You're you're a kid to me. You know, twenty one. You're you're a kid to me. You you still have childish ways about yourself, and you're still a child to me. And I'm not saying that in a way where it's like you know, necessarily demeaning, but it's just you know, you're I still see you as a child because you still have childish ways about yourself. Like you still there's still things that you may do. That. You don't think about consequences in, and there are people that you know still make that mistake in doing that. But you, for for people that are that age, you will see once you become older that you still had childish ways about yourself. That you still did things without really thinking the consequences through. So. Today, I think this is TED Talk right here. If you don't know what TED Talk is, go go watch uh, the movie Lean On Me. Morgan Freeman plays a principal of a high school that's really troubled. And, yeah, just go watch Lean On Me. Um... So, what I want to say is, I saw some kids, right? They could have been about 19 or, or so. And they were just out. You know, you know, just out. And I think they were, like, trying to, like, hooting and hollering at this girl that was walking in front of them. Trying to talk to him. And then I think about a conversation I had with someone. That I used to work with. He no longer works where I work. But he was like, you know, kind of fresh out of high school. Well, he graduated last summer. And he was just telling me how. His mom used to talk. Bad about his dad because his dad, you know, in and out of prison, selling drugs, robbing people. And he told me, man, my mom didn't get it. He was doing what he had to do. And I didn't say anything to him. 
because I could see I could see the hurt in his eyes by the fact that his dad didn't get a chance to see him graduate high school. That his dad didn't get a chance to like you know see him go to prom or see him play in his first basketball game on varsity and he was just like kind of just you know unwinding and he was kind of just you know just 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 really talking to me and I didn't want to say what I was thinking to him because I could see how hurt he was by his father being absent by the words from his mom but that's something that I think that most young preferably black men go through when their father may be in and out of jail but then but then continue to send them money you know checking in on them every once in a while not being around because they're in and out of prison of a drug charges uh, you know armed robbery cho- uh, charges they feel that and he even this 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 young man told me that man my dad had to do what he had to do and my mom doesn't appreciate that and I was talking to him about the situation I had with my son and my son's mother. I was kind of working two jobs and, you know, and while she wasn't employed, I was working two jobs trying to make sure that the bills were paid. And he said, see, man, see, that's why I respect because you did what you had to do just like my father did. And I had to take a step back. And I didn't agree. I I just stood there looking at him. I didn't want to say what came to mind. Because to him, his dad was a superhero. His dad was somebody that he could look up to. His dad, to him, set the proper example of what it means to be a man when you have a family that you're trying to take care of. In reality, his dad did the total opposite. What I told him was, see, what I told him was, nah. See, right now, you're doing what a man has to do to survive. He's working. He he wants to go to a junior college, get his associate's degree, and right now he's working right now. See, he said out of his own words, see, that's what it means to be a man, having to do what you have to do. My dad, my pops, was a real nigga. And I had to really think about what he was saying. And I agree. His dad was truly a real nigga. Not a real man. When you have a child, it is your responsibility 
especially if you have a son, to show him what it means to be a real man. Sometimes you got to get up in the morning and go to work when you don't feel like it because you have children that you have to feed. Sometimes you got to have those sleepless nights because your kid needs help with their homework. And you got to be at work in a couple hours in the morning and you really need your sleep after working a 14-hour shift. But you sacrifice your 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 rest for your child because they need your attention. They need something from you. His dad for sure was a real nigga because he took an easier route. He took the easy way. And it didn't pay in dividends in the end because he made ends meet for a while but then he had to go away so the money that he was making that he was claiming that he had to do what he had to do he was paying the cost to be the boss he was doing what he had to do he could no longer meet he could no longer make ends meet because he was gone and he was telling me how his moms had to work too Sometimes three jobs, like she would work a, a full-time job and two part-time jobs because it was him and, and his little sister and his and his uh, little brother. So she had to work two, sometimes three jobs at a time. And his he had to help the kids with homework and while he was trying to do homework himself. So this is what I this is what I should have asked him. Is that what being a man is? Leaving your family alone to fend for themselves? Leaving your oldest child to take on the responsibilities that you should have been there to do? Then he was telling me how he had to start selling drugs himself. See, that's the imagery that he saw. His father lay out in front of him. So he figured, I got to do what I got to do. I got to be a real nigga. Instead of setting the blueprint for his younger siblings and showing them that this is not the way that we should be going because we could end up like our father. And that was something he said that he thought about. Man, I could go to prison, but I have to do what I have to do. He had a responsibility to his younger siblings that he he inherited from his father's absence. Something I wanted him to kind of understand or that I wish that I said to help him understand was that's not what being a man is. That's not... Picking yourself up by your bootstraps and getting out there. See, the system is set up for us to be in a, in a predicament where we feel like our back is against the corner. So we have to resort to committing, committing felonies, committing crimes to help put food on the table for our children to eat. And then you go to prison. Now who's feeding your children? Because now... Even though you were doing what you were doing to feed them, it was illegal. Now you got caught. Now you're in prison. Who's feeding your kids? Now they get put into the system of the state 
until they're 18 years old. And now they can even possibly be separated because you wanted to be a real nigga. You wanted to take the easier way out. What I did tell him was, nah, what what you, what your father and I did was not the same. He was like, well, yeah, you know, because he sold drugs. And I was like, yeah. And I kind of just left it at that. But it's even more, it's, it's more than that. He put himself in, he put his life in jeopardy. You put your family's life in jeopardy. One thing I do know about the streets, one thing I know about street protocol, that when it comes to drug dealing, you don't play with someone's money. You do not play with someone's money. Because they'll come through and shoot up your house and don't care who's in there. Bullets don't have names. They just have targets. You aim, you pull the trigger. The bullet does not know nor care that this may be a four-year-old kid. You aim and shoot. That's it. This made me think of a track... By Jay-Z, right? I should have listened to it before I started recording. It's called Meet the Parents. And it is a metaphor. Now, now, if, if you're listening to this episode right now, go pause, pause, pause this episode, okay? Pause this episode and go on YouTube or if you have the Blueprint 2 album by Jay-Z, Go listen to the song, Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents. Now, go listen to it, okay? Pause me and go listen to Meet the Parents by Jay-Z. It's on the Blueprint 2 album. Okay, you're back now, right? You're back now. You, you listen to the song, you're back now, okay? Now, if you didn't go listen to it, it's a track about... This man and this woman, they have a child. The father leaves before the child is even born. The kid grows up not knowing his father. The father never meeting his son, never knowing about his son. The little little boy begins going out to the streets on a corner selling drugs himself. And he comes across this older man, and Jay-Z said a line. He said, he looked at him and saw an older version of himself. He looked at him and saw himself in this OG. He said he felt like there was something familiar about him, but he just didn't know what. The OG tells the the young the the young drug dealer, "Hey, this is my corner. Get off of my corner." 
And before the kid even has a chance to really think about what's happening, the OG pulls his gun out and shoots him. And that was... So, in turn, the older man, the older guy, shot and killed his son. But because he never knew his son, and his son never knew him, they didn't know that they were interacting with each other at that point. So the man shot and killed his son. And Jay-Z says in the song, Fathers, be a father. You're killing your son. The whole track was a metaphor about men not being in the lives of their children. You not knowing them is killing them. You play an important role. I remember going to court over custody for my son and the judge said it's important that a child knows their mother. But I wonder if the judge would say the same thing about a son knowing their father. See, in the court system, black males get this rep that we don't take care of our children. And me going into court was the complete opposite. And the judge sided on the mother's side. I agree. Children should know both sides of their family. Should know both parents. I agree. But it's just funny how things were stacked against me. And I was doing the right thing by being in my child's life. Primarily. It was just funny to me how the judge was kind of biased. She was biased. If you can look up to your father and that's something that I will want for my son and my future children. So look up to me and feel pride. But only if I'm living my life the way I will want them to. Or even better than that. Now, you, you always want your children to live better than what you're doing. Always. But you have to set the right example. No matter how many times you try to drive home, drive home to the fact that you tell your children, do as I say, not as I do, they're going to follow by your lead example. They're going to watch you. More than they listen to you. How if you're a woman. And you have different men. Coming into your home. How your kid. Has a multitude of siblings. And they all got. And everybody has a different father. Oh this is my friend. This is my co-worker. Next thing you know you end up pregnant. Your children see that. Respect for you as their mother would deplete. Men, the way you treat women in your life, your son is watching that. Your daughter is watching that. 
she's going to feel like that's just what an adult relationship is and they end up with some knucklehead that treats her the same way. They're, your son will treat women the way that you treat them. Or it may be the complete opposite and they may get treated in a way that's not pleasing to you. You wouldn't want your kid to be treated this way by a woman. Him getting played. Him being lied to. Because maybe he grew up thinking... I saw how my dad was treating women. I don't want to be that way. Then he becomes a doormat. He feels like he has to allow women to treat him a certain way because he wants them to feel like a queen because he didn't see you treat women that way. So now he doesn't understand the difference between, he doesn't understand the gray area of mistreating women and treating women like queens. He doesn't know that there's a gray area where there's ground that you need to stand on. Instead of letting them walk all over you. Children do not do as you say. They watch more than they listen. I just wanted to talk about that because I was listening to... Uh, Meet the Parents by Jay-Z. And it really got me going on this subject. We have a responsibility to the kids that we're bringing into this world. Having Being a parent, having a child is more than just going to work, making sure they eat, making sure they have a roof over their head and clothes on their back and food in their gut. It's more to it than that. You're raising them. See, what, what's that called? That's not raising a child. That's just, that's providing for them. I remember watching the movie Fences, right? With Denzel Washington and his wife was, I don't remember her name. But she's a star on How to Get Away with Murder. I can't, I can't remember her name. But in the movie Fences... Denzel Washington's son says, Dad, how come you don't like me? They used to butt heads a lot. Denzel said, who says that I have to like you? He says, I put food in your mouth, clothes on your back, and a roof over your head. Not because I like you, but because I love you. Because I have a responsibility to taking care of you because you are half of me. But let's flip, let's not, let's not even flip it. Let's just look from the perspective of the sun. I'm going to break it down like this. The sun was right. Because they used to butt heads a lot. Everything he did, Denzel had a problem with. When he didn't want to go to work because he wanted to play football instead. And he wanted to go to practice. Denzel got mad at him for not going to work but going to football practice instead. And he was in high school. He had a problem and an issue with everything that his son did. Even, I believe his son was even talking about going to college. This is how the issue with it. 
And he asked him, Pop, how come you don't like me? And let's look through the perspective of the son because maybe the son did understand that, yeah, I know my dad loves me because he takes care of me. He and my mother take care of me because they have to. So, yes, he loves me. But how come he doesn't like me? Or how come he doesn't respect me enough not only as a son, but as a human, you you complain and you shoot down everything that I do. How come you don't like me? Because I understand you taking care of me means that you love me. But how come my mental state isn't being addressed or taken care of? Because you don't like me. Why don't you like me? Why is it that everything I do, you seem to have an issue with? I think his son understood the word. I think his son understood his question to his father. How come you don't like me? I'm not questioning you loving me. I want to know why you don't love me. Why you don't like me. The question isn't why don't you love me. It's why don't you like me. And Dizel said it in a response. It's not my job to like you. He said that wasn't in the description when you were born. I don't have to like you. That can be a devastating thing to hear as a child. Now, there are some people who are parents. And when I saw Fences, I was I, what year did Fences come out? I don't remember what year Fences came out. I think I think my son was born. But upon hearing that. It made me like kind of squint, made me kind of cringe up a little bit because I'm thinking in my head. No, nah, it is. It's in, it's, in, it's, in the, it's in the job description to like your children. One thing I'll tell my child or children when I have more. I don't want you to feel responsible for me. When I'm old and you're grown and you're out the house. I don't want you to feel like you owe me something. I don't owe you anything. I did for you, for all of you, what I was supposed to do. It was my job, my responsibility to take care of you, to prepare you for the world so that you're not out here breaking the law, getting getting into trouble, and that you know how to take care of yourself so that you don't end up homeless. That was my that is that was my job. That was my responsibility. The only thing you owe me is to stay alive longer than me. I'm not burying my children. Stay alive longer than me and stay out of trouble. That's all I ask. And make something of yourself. I'm not looking for payment. I'm not looking for my own house. I'm not looking for you to move me out of anywhere. You don't owe me a thing. You don't owe me anything. That was it. Doesn't seem like it's been 28 minutes, but it has. 
So before I sign off, I just want to do a quick shout out to uh, Luisi Official on Instagram. All one word, Luisi Official. They sell watches, rings, bracelets, earrings, you know, watches for men and women. Um, and they just dropped some new rings for women that look they look they they look nice. I like them. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like them. I like them. Um, they're, they're a sponsor of the show. Shout out to Luisi Official. Um, uh, I, I do have someone special in my life. I might need a, a few pair of those rings. Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, Valentine's Day is coming up, y'all. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Valentine's Day is coming up. It's your boy birthday on Valentine's Day. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna do something special for that, for that day though. But, um, yeah, Valentine's Day is coming up. If you got somebody special in your life, everybody has somebody special in your life. Even if it's not another person, you are special in your own life. Do something for yourself on Valentine's Day. Go out to dinner. Take yourself out to dinner. Buy yourself something. It's my birthday. I'm going to buy myself a pair of shoes for my birthday. I'm going to buy myself a pair of shoes for my birthday. It's my birthday. Okay? That's what I'm going to do for myself. Um... But yeah, shout out to Luisi Official for sponsoring the show. I thank you. We are going to continue to do business together. And also, shout out to What, o- what Occasion. What Occasion is a travel agency, also a party planning committee. And they help you plan bar mitzvahs, birthday parties, wedding receptions, whatever the case is. And wherever you want to travel, go with What Occasion. No matter what the occasion, go with What Occasion. This has been another episode of Podcast About Nothing. I have been your host, The Apex. And until the next time, mind your business and count your blessings. Peace.